What's up, everyone? Hello, hello. Welcome back to Space Talk. I'm your host, Athena Brentsberger, in case you're new here and you don't know who I am. But if you do know who I am, hello. How's it going? Uh, so we always like to start off with an activity uh, of I ask a question and we type it out in the live chat. And yesterday it was, what is your favorite plant? Actually, no, that was two days ago. Yesterday was, your, what's your favorite thing about space? So today is... Uh, Drum roll, what is your favorite fruit? What is your favorite fruit? Uh, for me, it's strawberries. I love strawberries. They're just so, they're so lovely. I really, really like them. I used to eat them just like by the bunches as a kid, and I'm still like that. But anyway, what's up? It looks like we got so many new people here. This is awesome. This is why it's really important to promote this on social media beforehand. Um, and thank you, Astro KV. Uh, he is referring to my Instagram story uh, just before this, where my studio is like super stellar right now. I, I wish you guys could enjoy it with me because I have this like kind of a uh, thing you guys have probably seen a lot online on social media. And I always thought it was like kind of lame until I actually bought it. And I love it. It's a projector, but uh, it's supposed to be like a space projector. But I've had one of those before from Smithsonian, and it actually like showed galaxies and stuff, like actual images taken by Hubble. This is a geodesic dome with a light inside that changes colors from like blue to red to green to yellow. And um, because of the geodesic dome shape or the the pattern, it's all these little triangles. It it casts a moving well the light is moving but it casts this really cool just like just pattern on the sky and then it has a separate like green laser not pointer but it's like separate little dots that are also on the sky and it's just super cool i'm looking at it right now um and i've got all this sound foam in here which is probably why my audio sounds better so yeah so what are your favorite oh yes avocados avocados are so good mangoes oh i had a very horrible incident once with mangoes um i won't i won't share that though it's, unless unless you guys actually want to hear it. no it wasn't it wasn't too bad it actually wasn't that bad it was um it was in the philippines and i've always loved mangoes but i've never eaten them like completely by themselves. So raw. I've always had them either chopped up and put in a smoothie or that's basically it. Or I've had them like baked in like a mango pastry of some sort. And I just just like dove into it and was just eating. I peeled off the sides and was just eating it just purely just by biting down. And when I finished it, my lips were tingling so much and my throat was so itchy. And um, I looked in the mirror, my lips ended up being extremely swollen and super red. It looked like I had lip injections <laughs> and my whole face was just like red and blotchy. It was such a terrible experience. And even worse was I was in the Philippines for a photo shoot because it was a modeling contract I was on and it was just <laughs> horrendous for the makeup artist. They're like, what am I supposed to do? But thank God it wasn't so bad. We're like, my throat didn't close up or anything. So I was able to still like breathe. didn't have to rush to the hospital or anything. Um, I just took some Benadryl and it eventually subsided after several hours. 
But um, yeah, so ever since then, I'm very weary of mangoes. Uh, so so uh, yeah. Oh, related to poison ivy. I just walked through poison ivy the other day. That's, that's quite interesting that you just mentioned poison ivy. There's a lot of it out here in Texas. And I don't think I've really ever experienced poison ivy until recently. Um, I decided to just venture off into sort of the greenery out here by, by where I live. And I noticed that the top of my hand was just super red and itchy. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's my cat. It's like, I don't know, maybe my cat like just, I don't know, bit my hand or something like the scratches were irritating me or something. But I realized um, a few days later, I was on a hiking trail. I saw this giant sign that said, beware of poison ivy. And it was the sign had fallen over. And so like, so many people probably never even saw the sign. And I picked it up. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's the greenery I've been walking through, and it, you'll recognize it by the three leaf patterns. And uh, yeah, just just be very conscious of it. Uh, it was also all over my ankles, but thankfully I wore like really long, long pants. But yeah, anyway, um, yeah, it's totally crazy. Um, yes, I know the allergies are reading your messages right now. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 great that like it wasn't so severe that you know I we could all laugh about it now, which I'm pretty happy about. But. Anyway, let's get to this meteor shower. So um, if you guys want to continue the comment chat about going about what your favorite fruit is, uh, I'd love to hear from you. So we spoke briefly about this on Monday um, when I was doing kind of what the celestial events are that are happening this week, which usually include like things like planets and what constellations, you know, line up with the moon or just like really cool sights to see. And... Um, I mentioned the Eta Aquarids meteor shower. Now, I'm going to share a link that I want you all to go to. If you don't want to go to it now, that's okay. Oh, wait, I just I just shared the podcast link for this, this episode, so that won't do anything. Um, I want you guys to check this out, timeanddate.com. And I'm just going to open that, and then I'll get to my notes afterwards. But it is a super cool, uh, just, yeah, sky chart simulation Um it's moving so and it's 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 not live currently but if i click this button i can make it live oh this is cool i didn't do this earlier this is pretty cool so in the bottom left if you click the button it'll show you um when the radiant begins to rise above the horizon and uh this is set for my location i believe because it says central daylight time so it's set for austin texas and it's showing us that um, May 4th, which is tonight, uh, you know, it's still below the horizon at about 11 p.m. And then it continues going. And eventually, if we fast forward this a bit, the radiant starts to come above the horizon at around 3 a.m. Central Daylight Time. Then it's at a pretty okay distance above the horizon at about... 438, but it's still pretty low. So my advice to you guys, for, so I'm going to start off with the Northern Hemisphere. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere and you want to try to catch a meteor shower tonight, um, try to, if you have any trees or buildings that are obstructing your view, try to scout out the area and see if you could find anywhere that's like slightly elevated. So whether it is that you're at an apartment complex or at your house and you can like safely get onto the roof or even look out the window, you might be able to catch it, but you want to face your east-southeast horizon. So this is northern hemisphere, south-east-southeast horizon. 
Um, so yeah, if, if you aren't too coordinated with where these things are, download the app Sky Guide. <laughs> I, I probably, I should like reach out to them and be like, hey, uh, you know, do you guys, but no, it's, it's a free app. So I should be like, I, I can't really make commission on it anyway, but I just love the app. I mentioned it so many times and uh, it'll help you kind of know where to point, you know, the phone and then eventually your whole body at in the sky to see where exactly these meteors will be happening. And if you're new to meteor showers, uh, the majority of like kind of the pinpointed region where you're going to want to look is called the radiant. And although meteors will, you know, kind of fly in all different directions. So even if you're not looking at the radiant, you can catch a meteor that's flying like 40 degrees to the right of the radiant. It's possible. It can happen. And that's just because it's entering Earth's atmosphere and it's burning up. This is that that's what causes the streak is the uh, body is literally starting to disintegrate from our atmosphere. And um, the, so the radiant is within the Aquarius constellation. So where the kind of source of where the majority of the of the meteors come from is within the Aquarius constellation. That's why it's called the Eta Aquarian meteor shower. Um, so the a little bit of background on this meteor shower. The Etaquarid and the Orionids are the only two meteor showers that come from Halley's Comet. So, uh, you know, that super famous comet, we are passing through the debris field of it. And we also do that uh, sometime around December, which I believe is when the Orionid const- uh, uh, meteor shower happens. It takes place. And so uh, this is what causes us to see these, you know, quote unquote shooting stars. Uh, but these these meteors is because we are able to, to see that uh, we're passing through all this, this dusty stuff, all these rocks, all these space debris and rocks that are coming off of Halley's Comet. Um, so Halley, the comet, a uh, little breakdown of the differences. It's like, well, meteors come from comets. That's weird. But meteors are just really space rocks and they can come from broken off pieces of asteroid. They can come from other pieces of giant meteors. And uh, a comet, what's happening is as it's approaching, you know, the sun or it's just kind of flying throughout space, it's getting heated up and warmed. And this is most of the time what causes its tail. It's causing it to outgas. So it's causing its materials to start to heat up and comets are predominantly icy material. And so when it's starting to heat up and, and, and melt, it starts to break apart. And this is what causes the tail and eventually it can cause a very, very long debris field, hence uh, causing these two meteor showers, which we see. So that is um, for tonight. Uh, so this would be now early, early morning, May 5th, uh, about 5.36, it starts to go higher up in the sky. And then by 6 a.m., it starts to go even higher. Now, this is now we're reaching close to twilight, morning twilight. This is, it, this is really cool. The, the, if you are following along with me, it, it says nautical twilight. Um, slightly different. It really just has to do with the position of where the sun is underneath the horizon. And so twilight, astronomical twilight is when the sun is about I think it was either 12 or 18 degrees below the horizon, uh, which allows for the sky to be dark enough to see certain stars. Um, And then what's really cool about this time and date simulation is in the top left, if you haven't noticed it already, it shows you the visibility. So by now, about 6 a.m., it says the visibility is poor. 
Then uh, going backwards, five. Uh, let's see, five forty-three. It says the visibility is fair, but your best bet at visibility will be about five a.m. So that is again this morning. All right, let's see before I jump to the next thing how our comets are doing. Uh, let's see, picnic. That's when more satellites we've launched are visible. Um, yeah, so it's five a.m. Austin time, Central Daylight Time. So keep that in mind. Um, so wherever you are, uh, just convert that if you're on the Northern Hemisphere. Let's see. Oh man, Astro KV. Yeah, see, this is what I love so much about um, this this app is and also being able to speak to so many different people around the world is we have the honor of having someone who is already in the future. We are talking to Astro KV in the future. We are in the past. We are talking to you from the past. He is um, in India. And so the, the time out there right now, is that about 1 a.m.? Let me go to my clock here. I have, it's 1.43 a.m. So um, let's see. I'm going to do, oh my gosh, my mouse. Uh, hold on. IST to Central Daylight Time. So if it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be morning by you, right? Central Daylight Time. Um, so I know it's 3 p.m. So this is going to be 5 a.m. Yeah, it'll be 3 p.m. by you. So your best bet to catch this would be, um, let's see. I would say if you, if you, uh, let's see, I'm going to. I'm going to try to see if we can update the location here. Oh, yeah, perfect. Um, okay, New Delhi, India. I'm putting that in. So this is, again, this is the link I just shared. So if you guys want to do that. Oh, and it's live. Okay, so at this current moment, uh, it is live because it's nighttime. It's not visible. So if we move forward, it's still below the horizon. It starts to rise in about an hour, Astro KV. Yeah, exactly. So about 3.30 to 4 a.m. So let's see. Yeah, you have good visibility. Exactly. At about 3.25, it says it starts to rise. It'll be high enough and it gets higher in the sky. And then astronomical twilight starts and then it goes into a fair visibility. And ooh, this is pretty cool. Lucky for you, it doesn't set below the horizon. It stays pretty high in the sky. So the only thing you'll have to dodge is um, just the sun rising. So that's kind of the thing. So so Astro KV, if you want to pull an all-nighter and catch this, <laughs> catch this meteor shower, uh, do it. I, I think that that would be really cool. Or take a nap right after this episode and then wake up uh, at about, uh, I would say, to, to be safe. I mean, you could wake up at 3.30 a.m. Otherwise, you know, you could just get a little bit more sleep and then wake up at 4. Because the later it is... And then before that morning twilight starts, the higher it's going to be in the sky. So um, you might want to wait until about, I'm looking at 4.30, yeah, 4.30 a.m. Might be a pretty nice nice time um, just before that because it says fair. So if that's fair, let's get it earlier until it says good. Good visibility. So 3.53 is your is I would say your ideal time. This is fun. If anyone else wants me to do this, I can I can totally do that for you as well. If you want to comment your location, your city or country, wherever you are, um, that would be pretty fun. Otherwise, you could do it on your own with the link that I shared. So 
Yeah, Astro KV for sure. I woke up uh, for that conjunction at 4.30 a.m. Wow. All righty. Yes, I love it. Committed astronomer in the house. So, um, yeah, if you want to get up then, I would say about 3.50 a.m. It should be pretty, pretty nice. Uh, but you also, you have the chart, so you can check it out also yourself. Okay, moving forward. Um, Western Australia might be excellent right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, I think it probably would be pretty good right now as well, because I think their time zone, it's like super, super late by them. Um, Australia, putting that in just out of curiosity. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's really, really, um, it's super high above the horizon. Oh, I'm, I'm quite jealous. For me, it's going to still be very low on the horizon. I think it looked like it was only about 20 degrees above. So again, you'll want to probably get up pretty high if you can. Uh, if Again, explore this page. You could scroll down and even like look at all the things that it mentions, uh, like your direction, the altitude, uh, the highest point that it'll reach. Like I'm looking at Australia is, is going to be uh, about, well, it's 7 a.m. So you won't really be able to see it then. It says 51 degrees, you got 44 degrees. So anyway, explore that. Um, I've got a few more links to share with you all. All right, let me go back to see. Oh, Hector, I recently set up an all-sky camera at my house. Let's see if I catch anything. <gasps> I'm so excited to see if you'll catch anything. Um, I hope you do. Please let us know and, and share any pictures that you do because I think that would be really, really rad uh, to see. All righty. We've got a couple more links I want to share with you all. This next one is earthsky.org. And this is where I ended up kind of just getting a lot of my information from uh, when I was looking at this, as far as like your ideal locations of like where to go, how to see it. Um, so for Southern Hemisphere, let's jump into that a little bit. So is anyone here in the Southern Hemisphere, by the way? Um, otherwise, I won't really go too de too many details into it because by the time this episode po posts, uh, the meteor shower will probably be over. Um, but let's just see if anyone here is in the Southern Hemisphere. Let me know because the Southern Hemisphere, you could probably see a lot more than um, a lot more meteors per hour. So right now for the north, it's about 10 to 20 meteors per hour. The south, you might be able to see up to about 40 meteors per hour. That is at the most ideal conditions, clear sky, radiant at all. And, uh, you know, no, no moon to obstruct you during that moment. So let's see. All right. No one commented. So I guess no one's in the, no one's in the Southern Hemisphere. So uh, that being said, um, if we look at the link that I just shared, uh, what I like about some of the, the diagrams here is you're able to sort of see where exactly it'll be. Um, again, my favorite probably source is that first one I shared, the time and date beat, just because it's interactive and you can kind of move it around. Uh, but this image also really displays it well, which shows Aquarius. You could see the buildings just right on the horizon. So you can see it's not that high up. The radiant is going to be at this asterism called water jug. So that is that pattern within the constellation in which it's, it's visible. And so this should be, um, yeah, it should be, it should be pretty cool. I like this too. It kind of goes into like some of the history uh, Halley's Comet uh, orbits the sun on average of every 76 years. And um, 
most recently, the comet uh, that was debris that was left behind from its last encounter is what is resulting in these two meteor showers, which I mentioned earlier. So the Orionids and the, this one, of course, the Eta Aquarids. And let's see, it's been observed since 2040 BCE, which I think is really fascinating as well, um, which is pretty cool. Currently, the comet is traveling away from the sun, and then it's going to be looping back around. And when is its next expected arrival? I think it's going to be like 2060, I believe. Um, this might be in here somewhere. If you scroll down further, you got another really cool like uh, illustration of that asterism within the Aquarius constellation. Again, very helpful, really useful. A few notes here. It says, keep away from artificial lights. So uh, light pollution, that's kind of your, your one of your biggest obstacles that, that you might run into if you're in a city. And we did an episode on light pollution and how to sort of uh, navigate in light polluted cities. And um, I put together 10 tips. So one of them being like, you know, you could get a light filter, uh, for your uh, light pollution filter, for your camera or binoculars, your telescope. Uh, other things as well is uh, if you're going to have your devices on you, keep them very, very dim. Uh, maybe even put them on the nighttime setting where they're slightly orange. You don't want that bright blue light to uh, affect your eyes because you want to give your eyes about 20 minutes to adjust. Um, I give myself 30 minutes and that's just because, I don't know, I just like to have that extra time. But really you want to give yourself like the average eye would take about 30 minutes to adjust. I don't have great vision and so um, I just <laughs> like to give myself a little bit more time. So that is something also to keep in mind. Uh, the moon is about 17% fullness, so it's not that bright. It is, um, it's still still pretty uh, crescenty. It's a thin crescent. So that is a very helpful thing as well. It's going to be not that uh, luminous. We've also got, let's see, the Eta Quarit's radius is on the ecliptic. So uh, this rides low on the sky. Uh, spring mornings is seen from the northern hemisphere, and that's why the shower favors the southern hemisphere. Uh, it's often that the hemispheres, yeah, the best, probably the best meteor shower you'll be able to see from the south would be this one. But it's okay because the north has the Orionids and the Perseids. The Perseids is probably one of the most luminous meteor showers that you can catch. Uh, there was something else I was going to mention. What was it? First quarter moon is on May 9th. Yeah, anyway, let me go check out the chat. Okay, no more, no more comments. So let me look up when our next visit will be of Haley's Comet next visit. I think it was going to be 20... Oh, yeah, 2061. Okay, I was close. I think I said like 2065. Okay, so 2061 is the next one. Um, so that will be the next visit. And uh, Haley's Comet is so luminous. Uh, it looks so crazy in the sky. Definitely, I'm looking forward to to being able to see that. Um, I think that'd be really cool. I love all these pictures. All right, last link I want to share with you all is this one from space.com. Just some more information that may be helpful or useful for um, okay, that's not a link. Hold on. Let me get the link. That is just the title. Here we go. Here is the last uh, link I would probably recommend. There's tons of more like links out there and information that you could be checking out, but I like this one the most. Uh, this one is, is 
yeah, these three that I just set. Again, for me, I just love the graphics. I love the images. One of my favorite graphics is this one right here. I'm going to share this link in the chat as well if you want to check that one out. Um, it shows the radiant and it also shows a pretty, pretty cool uh, computer illustration of buildings and trees. It almost looks like it's probably Central Park. Shows Venus, Jupiter, Neptune, Mars, Saturn, all in line, which is pretty gnarly. That's pretty cool. Um, but very low on the horizon. Uh, so you might not be able to see that uh, beyond the buildings. Uh, they also won't look probably that bright. Venus, uh, uh, maybe. I don't know. But it uh, looks like the brightness would be about the size of a window on one of these buildings. So not so sure if this is accurately to scale uh, with the size that the planets might be dimness. But that should be pretty cool. So if you're planning to also catch any of these planets, this would be probably a pretty cool time uh, for you as well. Um, again, this image is for the Northern Hemisphere. So uh, once again, Aquarius constellation is going to be somewhere between the east and southeast. So look for your eastern horizon uh, and then slightly angle yourself towards south. Uh, then you're going to be in your southeast, and that is right where the radiance will be. So you could be catching meteors all the way out to Capricornus, all the way beyond Aquarius, over to Pisces, through Pegasus. Uh, and this should be, yeah, I think pr pretty pretty cool sight to see. Uh, let's see if there's anything else. So again, um, I'm saying again quite a lot, but this article mentions... Things like, you know, get around at 2 a.m. your local time, but it doesn't say what the time zone is. So I, I don't really find that too helpful in the article. The best one is the time and date because it actually gives you your, based on your location, wherever you want to put. So I'm going to go back to Austin. And that just is probably the, the most straightforward you'll be able to get. It even has the weather. It has the sun. It has the moon. Shows, of course, the radiant as well. Uh, so that that is a lot more straightforward uh, rather than kind of the space.com article, which the space.com article still has a lot of like really valuable things in it, which is why I shared it. Um, such as like, yeah, really cool like videos, images, what the Eta Aquarids is and um, kind of other ways to view it. But again, don't follow the numbers in this. Don't follow the times in this article. Look for your specific time and location in your time zone by using the time and date uh, website that I shared. All right. So for me, it says your viewing conditions, bad. It literally says <laughs> reduced visibility, bad weather, light rain, cloudy, warm, wind, 13 miles per hour, 89 degrees. Oh, great. Yeah. It's been really hot here uh, and humid. So, um, I, t I typically like this weather, but for astronomy, not so not so ideal. Uh, and then if you scroll down a little bit more, it even shows other meteor showers that happen throughout the year, which I think is pretty pretty cool. It shows the quadratids, the lyrids, lyrids, eta quadrids, which is happening now, Perseids in August. So keep a note written down for yourself in August. The Perseids meteor shower is one of the most luminous ones. It has it's one of the most prolific meteor showers. So if you don't get to catch the Eta Aquarids tonight or tomorrow, that's okay. Come back for August, and I'm going to definitely give you a breakdown of how you could look for that one. Otherwise, check out the chat here. 
go to the timeanddate.com website and put in your location and it will literally give you a whole computer simulation of the night sky. And that should be pretty cool. The other one is the Geminids, which is in December, uh, which I mixed up with Orionids. So Orionids is in October. That's the other one that comes from Halley's Comet, along with the one that we're experiencing tonight and tomorrow. So check it out. I hope you guys get to see it. Um, before I go, let me just turn it to you guys. You guys have any questions? If you want to type that into the chat, um, I'd love to hear from you all. Otherwise, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to astronomy picture of the day. Astronomy picture of the day. We've got the planets over an Egyptian pyramid. This is this is pretty rad. This is cool. I'm going to send this in the link. I mean, in the in the chat. All right, that is today's astronomy picture of the day brought to you by apod.nasa.gov. And this is awesome. Has anyone here ever been to Egypt or to the pyramids or to any pyramid? I got to go to the pyramids in Mexico, which were really cool, like super, super cool. I went to the Sun Pyramid and the Moon Pyramid and then a few others, but those were kind of the, the two main large ones that faced each other, which was like just so such a such a wonderful experience but the pyramids in egypt i bet are just like yeah i bet they're just so like yeah i i mean just i i imagine the scale and the darkness out there the dark sky it's probably just really exhilarating although i think that the city in egypt there the, the main city is really close to the pyramids i think that there is actually a city close to egyptian pyramids i'm literally typing this in as we speak Memphis. Uh, let's see. Images. I don't is that, is that it? I think. Because I remember seeing these pictures. Guy, oh, Giza. The pyramids of Giza are near a, a pizza hut. Okay. All right. Thanks, New York Times. Um, but anyway, this is a pretty cool picture. Uh, I bet that Venus and these planets probably look really, really bright out in the Egyptian sky, which is probably really cool. This is from the UNESCO World Heritage Site. Uh, this is a, one of the oldest pyramids known, it says. Really cool. So I'm not going to read the whole explanation. You guys can do that yourselves. Uh, but I think this is just really, uh, yeah. I might make this my wallpaper. I'm going to save this image. Another really cool thing about Astronomy Picture of the Day is it inspires you for all these different pictures that you could see. Uh, and I'm going to just for fun... Go to Discover the Cosmos in the top left of your screen, and you can click on Search if you're on this website with me, and type in Eta Aquarids just to see what other pictures have come up of this meteor shower. So we've got, um, let's see, we've got a lot of Orionid meteor showers, but not many of the Eta Aquarids. Huh, that's pretty interesting. We've got, but we got a lot on Halley's Comet, which is pretty nice. Uh, this image is Halley's Comet versus Comet Swan. Whoa, so two comets at once. What year was this taken? Um, this is pretty cool. If you guys are wondering what I'm looking at, this is, it was uploaded May 14th, 2020, but that's not when the picture was taken, uh, only because Halley's Comet was not here in last year. We, we would have known. It would have been all over all over the news. So maybe this is two images overlaid on top of each other because it says this is Comet C-2020, which was visible last year because I remember trying to find it. 
Um, but this, oh no, this one is F8 Swan. And it says known for the Eta Aquarid meteor shower. Um, I don't know. This is interesting. Doesn't, doesn't quite give a date, but that's okay. Let's go back to see what other pictures there might be. We've got the Orionids. And that's really, that's pretty cool. That's a really cool shot. So here, I'm going to show this picture. If we want to look forward to the Orionids meteor shower in the future, you can check that one out. But all right, well, looks like I don't got any any questions from you guys. Like I don't have any questions from you guys. So if you, um, you know, want to ask me anything in the future, feel free to join uh, any future episodes of Space Talk. Um, I'm always here, always talking about space. Um, but my main thing is just encourage all of you to get outside and look up at the night sky in wonderment, to turn off your devices, to step away from city lights, and to gaze upon the stars again, to connect again to what it means to be a biological creature in this ocean of the cosmos. Um, there's so many fancy poetic ways to say it, but it's just so deeply true uh, we, we are these incredible, intelligent beings that are still so small and so fragile at the same time in this really, really massive, uh, massive, massive, massive universe where there are always wonderful things that are happening. And in a way, it is very magical. And, and I just love it. So I hope you guys get to get outside and catch this meteor shower. And if not, there will be more to come. There are always tons of meteor showers. And if you do end up catching any and you take any pictures, please tag me on social media. My handle is at AstroAthens. I'd love to see what you create and what you image. All right, guys. Well, that's everything that we've got today. Um, just want to say thank you again for joining. Make sure you get outside, look up at the sky. And as always, at Astra.